1: In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland, brought to you by our good friends at Smiley One and Bryant, Northeast Ohio's premier heating and cooling systems. And can we say the word playoffs? Man, does that feel good to be able to say that in front of a home crowd. He, again, is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. I got to tell you, Daryl, that was a fun night, especially the first
0: half. It was in a game that seemed to take forever to play. But the bottom line is, is the Browns uh, came in. They handled their business, did exactly what everyone expected them to do. And that was beat the New York Jets, clinch a playoff berth, which is uh, this is the fastest in the expansion era that the Browns have clinched a playoff berth. Uh, Of course, in 2002. Uh, when they beat the Atlanta Falcons at home, we all had to sit here and wait, and uh, you know until those seven o'clock games concluded to see if, in fact, at nine and seven, that was going to be good enough to get the Browns in. Ultimately, it was. And then, of course, in 2020, when there was only six thousand people allowed in the building, uh, you know that was a, a clincher. But you didn't have a full house uh, to be able to do it. And again, both of those were uh, final week of the season. So there is one game left to play. Uh, but the Browns uh, are eleven and five uh, following. Uh, What was a convincing, should have been an even wider margin, uh, 37 to 20 victory uh, by the Browns, but uh, they're in the playoffs in spite of everything that they have been through this year, Andy, and every one that they have lost. And I couldn't think of a better beginning to the evening than having Nick Chubb come out, put on the Batman mask, climb those stairs and smash that guitar before kickoff to get everyone riled up and ready for some primetime football.
1: I I, I look back on the entire season at this point, even though there's one more game to go, resilient has to be the the word that best describes this team to be able to. I mean, you talk about one week, you only had one offensive regular lineman uh, that was playing. You've been through four quarterbacks. You had a brand-new kicking crew for tonight's game. So, so many little things have gone sideways for this team, be it some or another, Kevin Stefanski, brings them right back to the middle and pulls it all back in.
0: You know, this is uh you you have as well but you know, I I've, I've been in a lot of locker rooms in my career and especially being around the Browns in this expansion era, I have to tell you this this really is a, not only a fantastic group of guys um but they they are a legitimate team. And and I think that that <clears throat> explains why they have been able to overcome Losing Jack Conklin, then losing Nick Chubb, then losing a bunch of other guys, then Deshaun is lost for the season, and just there were so there have been so many inflection points on this season, Andy, where we we've been around where you just sit there and say season would
1: have been over ended could have easily ended with Nick Chubb getting hurt in the beginning of the year,
0: right? Um, where you're just like, okay, is this the straw that breaks the camel's back this time around? And they they have found ways to plug in new players. Um, some that weren't even here. Like, think about this. Kareem Hunt uh, comes in. How many guys
1: started the season on the couch?
0: Kareem Hunt Hunt leads the team in touchdowns with nine. Scored his ninth uh, Thursday night. Uh, You know what? You can't say enough about Joe Flacco and the influence that he has had. I mean, he's doing things that nobody's done in Brown's history right now. He's over 1,500 yards passing in the month of December, and this nugget came from the Associated Press in the middle of the game. Um, no Browns quarterback has thrown for 1,500 yards in a month, let alone do it in the month of December. Yeah. And you know, Flacco uh, does this, and he he joined a couple of uh, Hall of Famers uh, in, in doing so. So I, I think that this being as tight knit of a team, they really are a team, and that is why we are able to sit here. and And I got to tell you, that locker room wasn't very celebratory. And Business. It, uh, right. Um, the, the, the overriding message to come out of that locker room is uh, the job is not done. Shelby Harris said, I didn't come here to make the playoffs. That was expected. And I said to him, well, considering what you've lost this year, understandably expectations change. He goes, didn't for me, didn't mm-hmm. for the defense. Um, you know, Greg Newsom, who, uh, was drafted by Andrew Barry. Um, you know, this is his first opportunity to play in the postseason. And he he spoke about how much this means to him, but they're not done yet. They have work to do. Denzel Ward, same thing. There is work still to be done. Um, and, uh, you know, you walked in uh, to the, you know, lower bowls of the stadium uh, Thursday night. And mm. right outside the hallway to go to the Browns locker room was this Stefanski-inspired piece of art. Mm. And it was uh, you know, street art style, graffiti style, and it just said one and O, and it had a little dog bone chain and all that. I was like, ah, so now Kevin Stefanski's out here commissioning art for the stadium. You know, um, they really have taken on his personality, Andy. But again, they they really are one of the tightest teams that I have seen uh, covering the Browns.
1: Um, I think the everlasting moment I'll have from this game was David Njoku after the game. Circling the bottom bowl, high fiving fans and talking to fans. In fact,
0: by the way, he told us he pounded a beer too. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) I mean, it was it was just kind of one of those moments where you're like, wow, man, I really I I I, when you look at what Ninjoku has been able to do this year, you think about the accident. I mean, he had what 134
0: yards, 134 yards touchdown. Yeah, right. I'm sorry, did 134
1: yards? 128 in the first half alone. That first half was a record-setting first half. For the Browns, too, to be able to put 34 points up on the board. Problem was it was 34-17, and you were waiting for the Browns just to put their the pedal to the metal, and turnovers, as they've been all season long, um, keep other teams in the game when the Browns have a chance to walk
0: away from it. Nobody gives it away more than the Cleveland Browns, right. and no one takes it away more than the Cleveland Browns. They give it, and they take it, but... Um, and these are things, though, that they are going to have to address. They're going to have to clean up, obviously, celebratory podcast here. Right. We, we do have to be real. And one of the real issues that they are going to have to address are those turnovers. Cannot have fumbles. Cannot have interceptions. Um, they are turning it over at a rate unknown to mankind. <laughs> They're also getting some takeaways. But that is one area that I do have. Uh, when when, uh, of concern, when I look at their prospects in the playoffs, it's not so much bodies available because they've already proven time and time again, that they can overcome that. It's in the playoffs, you got to play clean football. And they, there are a lot of times this year where they don't play clean football, but they're good enough that they can overcome that. And they play some teams like the jets, by the way, I got news for jet fan. It is bad. Aaron Rodgers ain't fixing that hot mess. Okay? Un, like, as the guy I that got, covered – I
1: got news for you. There were a lot of Browns fans and people who were Browns fans saying, Joe Flacco ain't fixing that mess. I so, know, but – I mean, if there's one guy that can do it, I think it's Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I know what you're saying. You can't you – can't, But it's a couple of key moves here and there and solidifying defense and doing some things. They're
0: undisciplined. I, they're sloppy. Uh, you know, double-digit penalties – uh, like that's, that's coaching.
1: Do we know this story though? We've we lived do. it.
0: And so. that's, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, that that's a coaching problem. The jets have a coaching problem. Their owners apparently don't think they have a coach. They do. They have a Robert Sala problem because that was an undisciplined team out there. And I've, I've seen a lot of jet games because, you know, Aaron Rodgers was supposed to be playing for them. So they've gotten a lot of, right. you know, play. They're not a good team. They're a good defense. They've got they, their defense, reminds me of the Browns. But th- th- as undisciplined as they are, that's not how oh, Aaron Rodgers is going to step in and all of a sudden the team's going to become disciplined. Like they're going to, they're going to, there's going to all of a sudden start lining up correctly and they're all of a sudden going to start not false starting or delay of games or jumping off sides and, and things like that. Oh, the discipline's just going to fall into place because Aaron Rodgers shows up. Uh-uh. So, um, yeah, I just, that, You've spent more time on the Jets than I even
1: thought we would even <laughs> think about talking about. I had
0: to get that in there because I I, I got news. Yeah, I, I got to take a victory. That. I, I said I the Jets don't. were going to be a dumpster fire this year and they did not disappoint.
1: Well, you know, all five people that are watching our podcast will congratulate you that and just go, a boy, <laughs> I, 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 I also
0: said the Browns would win 11 games. Yeah, you did. And they right, won and 11 games. got a chance for another
1: one, though, too. All right, so I want to look ahead because, first of all, I think one of the unsung storylines to this win was winning on Thursday night and now being able to get rest on Friday yes. and Saturday and Sunday. And then you can start thinking about Cincinnati. And I I've got to believe that the moves that Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski are going to want to make are hundred percent dictated on what happens <laughs> between the dolphins and Ravens, right? Right.
0: Now. Yeah, so. a- absolutely. Because, at, well, actually it doesn't matter what happens with the dolphins and Ray. Uh, well, actually if the, if the Ravens win uh, they, it's over. Th- yeah, it, yeah we yeah. can't get there right because it yeah they they'd have the the two-game lead but right right now if Miami can knock off Baltimore that sets the Browns up for a win at Cincinnati and a Ravens loss to the Steelers from the Browns joining the Lions in ending very long divisional title drought so that as we have this conversation right now they're very much alive in the AFC North sorry Baltimore no division title for you on Thursday night not yet you're gonna to have to earn it uh, against a very good Miami Dolphin team, but well, they earned it last week against San Francisco. I mean, they looked yeah, very, very good. I know I say that, and it, it pains me to say this. I I do feel like the Ravens are the best team in the NFL, and uh, I, I I'm a little concerned they might win their third Super Bowl uh, since leaving for Baltimore. But um, you know, this Browns team, though, uh, to you know, get back to focusing on them. Joe Flacco now uh, four times in five starts. The Browns have walked down the field and scored a touchdown uh, on their opening possession. That's a tone, you know, to me, tone setting is important. Um, Another 300-yard passing game for Joe Flacco. Uh, These are things we're not used to seeing from Browns quarterbacks. I'll give
1: you another one. Shot at a five-game winning streak if he beats Cincinnati. They
0: have never won five games in a row in the expansion era. That has never happened. There you go. They got a chance to do it uh, in the season finale. I think Jerome Ford needs some love too.
1: Hell of a game he played. It's still though. It's still it's it's interesting to see that the Browns, since the bye week, I think have one or no 100 yard rushing game since but the
0: bye week. But he gave you over 110 scrimmage yards. He turned uh, got two touchdowns in the past game. Turned a broken play where Joe Flacco was just basically oh, was trying awesome? trying to keep something going, and he Joe just flicks it to him. Jerome is all alone turns up field, and he's able to turn that into a 50-yard touchdown. And then also on the second touchdown that he scored on that end of the stadium where he bullied his way into the end zone to get to that uh, you know, that corner pylon and get across uh, for his second touchdown. So, well,
1: well, I get in trouble if I show a graphic from another website. Well, yes. I will? Yeah. Okay, then I won't do yeah, that. Yeah, we can't do that. Man, that sucks. The you lawyers
0: are, ruin all the you fun. You are
1: such a buzz – here, I'll draw it out for you. Hang on a second. Okay.
0: It's such a buzzkill, man. It's not that I'm a buzzkill, but. Everybody uses that graphic, though. I know, but it's a, it's a copyright issue, you know. it's uh, Like I said, the, the lawyers ruin all the fun. Basically, what Andy is working on right now. This is high is art right
1: now, man. There
0: are, I, you know what? I want you to draw the logos, too. Um, <clears throat> for the Browns, you don't have to draw anything. Um, <laughs> you can just draw a few lines for the stripes. Uh, there are only two teams, in the, uh, three teams, I should say. Uh, in the AFC that have clinched uh, playoff spots. That's how wild this conference has been this year. We spare
1: no expense at high-tech graphics right there. Look at that. Look at that. I'm telling you.
0: There you are. Who
1: does it better than us in Odyssey, right?
0: High-tech graphics right there. So those are your three teams in the AFC uh, that are in the playoffs right now, uh, and there are a few more spots that have uh, yet to be spoken for. I want to ask you about um Miles Garrett. Finally got two great
1: a... plays. Two, two ready. One was a sack, and two was an official actually called a hold against him. Are you kidding? That's like a miracle play. That was as good as seven points to me. Right. I was I we're not allowed to cheer in the press box. Jamal White, who I sit next to all game long. I was like, he finally got one. And I was like, Oh man, I'm cheering. about better
0: stop. <laughs> Yeah, he drew a hole. Uh he also caused a couple false starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, the, I mean, I get it. He, he's miles Garrett. I'd be a little nervous if I got a up against him, try and slow him down too. He is just so fast. It, I mean, it is incredible how fast he is coming off that line to the point of like, there were three times where he had to slam on the brakes because he had gotten by so quickly. Um, but he, he got sack number 14. I think he had about a half a dozen pressures at least, again. Uh, Pro Football Focus put out um, a statistic leading up uh, to this game that even though Miles Garrett had that uh, sackless streak going the longest of his career, he was leading the NFL in pressures uh, in the last, I want to say, three to four weeks and just to really demonstrate the type of impact he was having and continues to have even though – he isn't piling up the sack numbers, which, unfortunately, as we know, uh, voters for Defensive Player of the Year uh, will do. They, they they will look at well, the numbers. Well, I love the fact
1: that Kevin came out and, and kind of you know stood on the soapbox for him. Um, all right, we're going to wrap it up. We'll come back on Sunday night after we have more knowledge of what the playoffs might look like. Just give me your final thought. On where we sit right now, a historic night for the Browns. Let's be honest. Yeah, it,
0: it really is. And, and like I said, uh, Kevin Stefanski has more wins than Bill Belichick did as Browns coach. Belichick had thirty-five wins in eighty games. Stefanski has now thirty-six. Don't and say I that. Say, New England's going to want him next year. So. In, in, well, he's under contract with the Browns and uh, trade a couple picks. You know I mean? ha, ha, have a maybe a little contract extension might be in the works for Kevin well, Stefanski. You believe that, Stay tuned to that one. But, uh, no, the, great night for Browns fans, great night for the, for the Browns, the organization. Um, uh, again, just a very business-like locker room down there uh, because the job is not finished. And uh, in spite of everything that they have lost from a teammate perspective to injury this year, they continue to find ways to overcome. And, um, you know, the, there's a lot of football still to be played. And, that, and that's the nice thing, right? We're not sitting here lamenting another disappointing year. I mean, there there is a, a lot that can happen between now and the end of January. And maybe if uh, things go, uh, you know, go right, uh, you know, maybe even February. But this this team is, is for real. And if they clean up some of these little minor things like the turnovers, they're going to give themselves a chance in the postseason. So, uh, you know, enjoy this, Browns fans. It's been a long road, I know. But hey, two and four years, second time in four years for Kevin Stefanski. He's got this team in the playoffs. And both years, he's had to overcome a tremendous amount of obstacles in 2020. It was the COVID situation. Not, I mean, they, anyway, in 2020, they literally played a game without any wide receivers. <laughs> right. <Sure. Yeah. laughs> so, I mean, it's true. So, everything that Kevin Stefanski and, 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 and I, Joel Botonio, um, I, I do want to mention him because he's one of the longest uh, tenure Browns. In fact, just by a couple Charlie of weeks. Charlie Hewlett, I want to
1: mention him. Don't ever forget Charlie Hewlett. Uh,
0: Charlie Hewlett came after Joel.
1: Pro Betonio. Bowler, I don't
0: care. Yeah. Uh, but Yeah. Um, Ryan Pomprion. don't forget about him either. Butch Davis can say he drafted a Pro Bowler. That's right. Uh, that's the only Pro Bowler Butch Davis drafted, by the way. Anyway, so uh, back to Joel Batonio real quick, because I, I think he deserves a little mention too. Th- this is a guy that's been through it. Uh, he went through, as he told us in the locker room. I mean, he literally had three straight years where he didn't win a game when he was uh, on the field. Right. And how just how difficult that was on him, and he gets to enjoy the playoffs for a second time. Uh, and this team really has a shot. And I, I think that this team, and and we'll talk about this on future podcasts as far as where this team ranks, and and how they fit. Uh, in comparison to that 2020 team. But I do feel like this is, in fact, a better football team than that 2020 team. And that group got to the divisional round. They were a couple of plays off from getting to the conference championship. So uh, we'll see what these guys are able to do. But congratulations to Kevin Stefanski. Congratulations to the Browns organization. And most importantly, congratulations to you, Browns fans. You get to enjoy some January football. Uh, But one more week in the regular season to go. I'll give you one more highlight from the game, too, before we say goodbye.
1: Joe Flacco tossing to David Njoku. Look at that catch. It was great. It was awesome. Freaking awesome. Browns are in the playoffs. Meredith Kane is the greatest. We hope you're watching this as you're stumbling home from the bars at the end of the night where the Browns are going to the playoffs. Thanks for hanging out with us on the post-game edition, the playoff edition. Uh, now know, or We now know we will have a playoff edition. Uh, in a few weeks. So I'm very excited about that. We'll come back to you on Sunday night once things have settled in. Again, for Meredith Kane, our amazing producer, he's Daryl. I'm Andy. It's always game day in Cleveland.